This is Emily and Claire. Wow, wow, wow. Yay, woo, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Fun fact, it's Emily's birthday today. Yes, indeed it is. I am turning 20 years old. Happy birthday to Emily. Thank you. For some reason, I thought you were turning 21, and I thought about it a few days ago. Incorrect. That's not right. Anyway. Anyway. We watched Moxie. It came out the start of March, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's the perfect kind of movie to watch with your gal pals. There are some issues. We'll talk about it, but like, it does not detract from my enjoyment. I feel like this is always the vibe: is we're like, we'll shit on something for like an hour straight, and then be like, no, but actually, like, believe us though, believe us though, we actually enjoyed it. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> So I guess before we dive into it, we should both talk about, like, our overall thoughts. So, like, for me, I think it's a pretty solid teen movie from Netflix. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Netflix has, like, really bad teen movies, but I feel like this one is actually kind of realistic. I feel like if you grew up kind of, like, you're, like, class of 2019 or, like, 2020, you'll really, like, relate to it. Um overall good job amy poehler i guess yeah i agree like i thought that even though it sort of stumbled in some ways in general it did like a pretty good job of bringing like nuance or like like you said like it's kind of realistic you know like there's lots and lots and lots and lots of movies out there that are supposedly about high school but it's some unrecognizable i don't know what i'm like what is this i've never Mm -hmm. in my life seen a high schooler look like this act like this do these things whatever but this one not bad i could see it i'm also really glad that a majority of the cast are women of color mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something nice to see i'm i'm also glad that they don't get like the glee treatment where it's just kind of like we're people Props. of color yeah but we don't speak at all <laughs> yeah um so moxie before it was a movie was actually a book and it was written by let me look it up so the book is called moxie it's by jennifer matthew and the screenplay is by tamara chesna and then obviously it's directed and produced by amy poehler and i feel like because it's all like white women who are like kind of in control i feel like that's one of the movie's biggest faults but again we'll get into that yeah i guess let's just kind of walk through the plot and and what we thought at each moment so i guess the movie starts with it's the first day of school junior year first day of high school um and we see our main character vivian she's a blonde white girl and she arrives at school and her best friend kind of like pulls up and they're talking together or her best friend, played by Lauren Tsai, um, is named Claudia. And they they seem to be talking about, like, oh, this person's going to get nominated for, like, whatever, most bangable. This person's going to blah, blah, blah. So you can tell that there's some sort of, like, precedent at this school for 
a list like this where girls kind of get slotted into like superlatives mm-hmm. it's a little unclear at that moment to me though exactly what was going on oh like the list <laughs> she's like this person's gonna definitely get something something and i was like what, what, what? okay i don't know what it was weird because it sounded like they were just like they were talking no so casually that i was like is this like senior superlatives like what's happening turns <laughs> out to like be the first day of school they're juniors. Yeah. And it turned out to be something super, like, nefarious. And I was like, oh, no. But you know how um, one of the girls who gets put on the list is the cheerleader, Emma? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the actress who plays her is actually Josephine Langford, who is um, the sister of the girl from 13 Reasons Why. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, in 13 Reasons Why, you know, there's also a list, and she gets Mm -hmm. put on. I, I just thought it was fun. I mean, not fun, but right trivia (laughs) sure and then so that just kind of happens and then she goes to class and in english class a classic they're talking about none other than the great gatsby and the teacher presents this question what is gatsby's i don't know what is it fitzgerald's maybe probably yeah you on women And, like, you know what? I actually think that this question that he asks, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I remember thinking, like, oh, okay. Like, maybe they can have a real conversation here. Like, because a lot of times it'll, when we're talking about, like, classic literature, it's like, oh, it was a different time. Or, like, oh, that's just the way it was then or something like that. But it seemed like what he was saying was, like, okay, well, like, knowing that it was a different time and knowing where we are now and blah, 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 all these things, eh, what's the portrayal of women in Gatsby? And I was like, dang, like, maybe an interesting conversation is about to happen and then lucy who's the new girl sitting in the front of the class goes i think the real question is why are we still reading these books by white men or rich white men or something which (laughs) that is a valid question that is indeed a valid question but also i feel like it just kind of like all the possibility for nuance there kind of just like got shoved to the side and she just really went in for this like direct hard question from okay yeah and you know not to say that what she's saying isn't valid like definitely that kind of is a question that i feel like we need to address nowadays it's like hey can't we start updating the reading list but like you know like you said the question that the teacher initially asked i feel like she could have found a way to like integrate it like more you know smoothly (laughs) yeah and like knowing what we know about lucy i feel like she could have popped off about that said something really awesome but she said something normal yeah cool good job and then it was like i i totally remember that um the guy who plays mitchell right Mm. great casting the guy looks like an asshole and like he interrupts her while she's speaking to be like well actually sam or like i don't know he calls the teacher by his first name which why 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 he interrupts uh lucy to go on his own spiel about like oh well they're classics and like we have to like why do you want to get rid of these books and i'm like oh my god not this guy yeah (sighs) mitchell sucks man he sucks he's literally like there are so many scenes in this movie where I felt so, like, scared for the girls. Me too. Because he's so imposing. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, Anyways. already 
like I guess in this first scene, we have a few players. We have Lucy. She's the new girl. She seems like pretty radical, you know. She seems um, what's it called? Strong headed, headstrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then Vivian kind of is like, oh, taking notice of her. She like looks up from her paper when Lucy makes this comment. Then we have this other player, Mitchell, who is a big, white, athletic man man and he is kind of scary and he is not radical but he is also very headstrong not afraid to kind of like stand up and stir the pot i do kind of like how they show that it's not just the fact that he's like like physically imposing like okay so there's a scene later in the movie where he kind of confronts lucy at a vending machine and that's like really in your face like oh my god he could totally like fuck her up you know but i feel like showing how in the classroom he obviously doesn't care enough to like wait until she's finished and just like stomps all over her statement really kind of shows how it's not just about like physical actions Mm -hmm. it's like just speaking over a woman in general you know is like something that sucks and happens all the time again white man just taking up all the space the the way that they have him call the teacher by their first name is like it's so telling and it's it so would happen mm-hmm. in high school. Like, there are those kids who come in and they, like, call the teacher by, like, a nickname always or, like, call the teacher even... I don't know about first name if I've seen that, but, like, you know... I have seen it, and it's always, like, a white boy who's like, hey, Mike, like, can I call you Mike? And it's like, no, you can't, like... Ugh. But they somehow get away with it. That's, like, really plays into that, like, realistic, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, no... Okay. It's like you totally know a Mitchell in your life, and that's why it's so, like, I, I I feel like I can really relate to Vivian when she kind of goes up to Lucy trying to comfort her, but also kind of like, hey, you should just, you know, duck your head, mm-hmm. and eventually he, he'll move on. He's just, like, an annoying guy. Mm-hmm. And Lucy is like, no, not annoying. He's dangerous, you know? Yeah. And that I feel like that's, like, a great way for... Uh, the movie to kind of like call out people like hey you know yeah. that's not good either that's something that i really like about this movie that i think it does a good job of is it lets us be disappointed in the protagonist you know sort of in the mm-hmm. last third of the movie it gets a little out of hand <laughs> and it is still really apologetic for her when it does not need to be but there are there are moments like that where it starts to get it like this girl is not doing enough and you viewer need to see that and understand that and she's the protagonist but she's not doing a good enough job Mm -hmm. i'm glad that that's like kind of like the lens that it takes because you know when when you're trying to i guess be someone like helpful like in that moment i totally know that she has good intentions trying Mm -hmm. to like be there for Lucy but I I think that so many of us we kind of make the mistake of like not really addressing the problem Mm -hmm. but instead somehow like shifting attention away from it so that it doesn't like kind of become this big thing Mm -hmm. which you know I guess like in the context of like high school that seems like fine because it's like ah you know who cares like he'll like just move on to another victim but it's like that kind of thing spirals and when applied to like the real world it ends up becoming bad um i like 
when they have that conversation on the stairwell where Vivian is like standing all the way at the bottom of the stairwell and Lucy's all the way at the top. A little and on like the nose. Other, like, <laughs> yes. Um, she's like, oh, just keep your head down and he'll just move on to someone else. And Lucy kind of looks at her like incredulously. There's like a very pregnant pause. And then she's like, no, I think I'll keep my head up high. And I think that that's a great line, and it kind of, like, brings in this, like, really interesting, like, double entendre to, like, keeping your head down, keeping your head up, you know? But I remember wishing that she would have – I remember wishing that she would directly address, like, oh, so, like, once he moves off of me, it's fine. I'm supposed to just let him go, like, harass someone else. I'm supposed to just let him go, like, fuck someone else's life up as long as I keep my head down, he passes over me. Like, that's not the vibe. Like, I'm trying to make sure that he doesn't do it to anybody at all. Yep. But then they sort of went for this, like, really cool, neat line where it's like, oh, I'll keep my head up. And I was like, okay, I understand why you did that. It's, like, fine. Yeah, Yeah. like, that's, like, that's a big thing. I feel like so much of this movie is, like, oh, I kind of wish that they took it in this, like, other direction instead. But it's it's fine. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely towards, like, the third half. Not third half. hmm, The third trimester Tri- yeah <laughs> so like this movie's divided into like three parts right essentially and towards like um the last part i guess it gets too much where i'm like off the oh, rails this is the way that you're going yeah okay but, but in the beginning that... i was hopeful <laughs> yeah. yeah um another really big thing that happens that i distinctly remember is like Obviously, the harassment kind of builds up. So she goes to the principal to be like, hey, you need to do something about it Mm because clearly he's not going to listen to me. Mm -hmm. And it's like the principal kind of takes the same approach that Vivian takes where it's Mm kind of like, oh, let's like let's handle this quietly. But for whatever reason, when it's like the principal saying it to Lucy, I'm like, ah, so condescending. Like, oh, my gosh. You know, whereas like with vivian it was very much like oh i i know what you're trying to do vivian oh i think it's because it's like i like like the principal very overtly is like oh no 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 don't use that word because then i have to do a lot of paperwork oh no you know mm-hmm. and she like literally says that and you realize that her intentions are like she's literally putting convenience over the well-being of her students or like money from whatever sponsors yeah. over the well-being of her students whereas like vivian you can see that she's like, oh, well, I know this strategy to get him to stop bothering you. And, like, her intentions, like you said, are good. Maybe that's why. The principal is a little bit of, like, a caricature. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think gives, like, really good background for Vivian Mm because she's not the principal, but she's still not quite there either. Dude, like, the principal totally reminds me of, like, female teachers who you kind of could tell probably weren't the most popular in high school Mm -hmm. so like now that they're in this position of power for whatever reason they really like almost put so much attention on like the popular boys in the class Mm -hmm. and they're like where's brian oh is he absent today no i hate that vibe that is the vibe especially because like i know okay so in the book the principal is Mitchell's father, so that's why there's this weird entanglement. But mm. obviously, in the movie, they changed it. There's no relation. She's just, like, the principal. But, like, I can still feel, like, 
that dynamic where she like yeah. gives so much attention to him. Wow, I think that's such a great choice to make for the from the book to movie adaptation because like Me when it's too. Mitchell's father, there's kind of this like ambiguity like mm-hmm. is it because of nepotism or is it just because of like I don't even know what like they just put some students they prioritize some students over the others yeah like in the book it's so clear that he's excusing it because he's his son but like in the real world like it's not just because like there are so many times where people will just like take the guy's side because he's like a guy you know yeah or like i'm glad that the movie like took a different route yeah it's like more realistic i feel also making her a woman like really fuels the anger when i'm watching it i'm like god like how can i'm how can you how can you do this you should know yeah yeah great choice great choice i i like the change but um oh my god wait okay what happens after this is it the pep rally oh okay so before the pep rally there's like a really short conversation that um vivian has with her mom where her mom is like oh my god you guys are so something something like when i was younger all i wanted to do was dismantle the patriarchy do you know this song and then vivian starts like listening to it but she kind of does it secretly which doesn't really make sense to me and then like finds a jacket which comes into play later dun 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 and then it's the pep rally the pep rally um another thing that i liked about this movie i like how like um you can kind of see like the ripple effect where everyone gets alerted that the list has been released Mm -hmm. and the list basically just like ranks girls in a really gross disgusting way but most of the categories are like oh best rack and like most bangable future milf that kind of thing but they added a new category specifically for lucy where the implication is that she's been ranked like biggest see you next tuesday bad word bad word and like even though um i guess nobody really likes the list that much there's that kind of like thing where it's like ooh, who's on it you know mm-hmm. and they're not really like outraged except now vivian you know she's kind of taking note of like hey why have we been excusing this behavior so she's kind of like in the same boat as lucy where she's like this is not okay but mm-hmm. lucy's like the only one who stands up and goes to the principal and then the principal like dismisses her okay i think it's so funny when she goes to the principal she's like have you seen this and the principal goes no that's social media i can't i don't know what that is (laughs) yeah i was like funny don't say that funny (laughs) it was it was a good joke i feel like yeah she just has like all these excuses up her sleeve to like not engage i also thought it was like really really um another way that they brought in like good nuances and like made it realistic was like you know that girl who gets like best rack or something Mm -hmm. like when she sees it her reaction to it is like oh god like not this again and she like zips up her jacket Mm -hmm. and it's this sort of like resigned like fucking i know okay like i have big boobs this always happens and then just like zipping up her jacket that's such a realistic reaction yeah great addition i also like how you know, later we find out that the cheerleader, whose name I forgot, Emma. what is her name? Emma. Like, we find out that it's, like, she is kind of someone who has been one of Mitchell's, like, victims. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the beginning of the movie, everyone's like, oh, well, like, they dated, you know. She's mm-hmm. always, like, with him. 
But like whenever you they show her reaction, you can feel like her uneasiness. Yeah. And I think it's a great like choice. Like I don't even know how to describe it, man. But I really like these like small additions to the mm-hmm. movie because one, realistic. Two, it really makes me like kind of like feel for the girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I really liked all the girl characters in this movie. I thought they were all so likable. Yeah. Yeah, I um, agree with that that uneasiness that you see from Emma. Like, during the pep rally, like, mm-hmm. the boys go up. Like, Mitchell is, like, kind of, like, messing with her. Like, eh, poking her or something. And she's, like, holding her pom-poms and kind of, like, ooh, Like, okay. And then, like, repeatedly, over and over and over and over, every time someone brings something up about Mitchell, someone will be like, yeah, I know, he can be annoying. Oh, Mitchell can be annoying. He's kind of annoying. And so, like, if you didn't know anything and if it weren't loaded and you saw him, like, eh, like, poking her, you're like, wow, like, it's kind of annoying. But then when you know, like, first of all, even before we find out, like, what went down, like, you know in your heart from Emma's reaction, you're like, that's not just Mitchell being annoying. It's like something totally happened there. And then it's so, it's just so insidious. You're like, like whenever I, I it's just being annoying, but it's so much more. There are so many scenes where, like, whenever he would touch them on the shoulder, it's not even that they would, like, make a face. It's just, like, like I, I've, I know what it feels like yeah. to, like, have an unwanted touch you know and you and i both would visibly react every single time like, no. just like oh no no, no it's yeah. so slimy and i just feel like it that's why they did such a good job casting mitchell he mm-hmm. totally feels like that kind of guy where he's like he seems charismatic but also like so slimy and just yeah. like you know that there's like he's a little creepy you know mm-hmm. and then you see like mitchell doing that and then like the boys just like the the football boys like taking off their shirt completely and kind of like grinding on some people that are like sitting in the audience like the girl who zipped up her jacket like it's just all there the seeds are being planted but it's not even like it doesn't even really feel like they're planting seeds to come back to them later it really feels like they're setting up the environment yeah so okay i just kind of want to speed along Mm -hmm. um Basically, what happens is that after the list is released, all the shit goes down. Vivian is like, okay, I'm going to do something, right? And Mm -hmm. she and her mom, when they were having a conversation about, like, what her mom was like in high school, she brought up zines. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it basically is a little, like, pamphlet sort of thing where it talks about, like, oh, like women's rights and like what we can do like blah fuck the patriarchy so Mm -hmm. vivian kind of like takes inspiration makes her own sets them up in all the bathrooms and becomes moxie and here is where i thought that they were going to do something different right Mm -hmm. so when moxie kind of first goes viral at the school Vivian walks into her class and she sees Mitchell harassing Lucy mm-hmm. and she, like Lucy's like give it back give it back and he's like I'll give it back if you admit that you're the one behind this like mm-hmm. you admit that you're Moxie and I totally thought that what was gonna happen was that Lucy gets like even she becomes even more of like a target mm-hmm. for Mitchell and his like cronies where they just start you know just shitting Going on her down. every single day and it kind of comes this thing where like Vivian's like oh no like 
I did this to help her, but instead I'm contributing more to like her getting shit on. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this thing where it's like, oh, as like a white woman, you know, Mm -hmm. you can kind of like get away with saying these things because Mm -hmm. women of color and just like POC, like they are the ones where the consequences like really impact them. Mm But no, no. <laughs> didn't happen, which is and it's fine. She weirdly refuses at all points to like reveal that she's Moxie. Like, I don't even get why people are like, wow, Moxie's so awesome. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, who made this? She's like, I, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Which like, let's think about this seriously. Like, what's, what's the big cost at revealing yeah, no, that she's Moxie? I don't get it. Doesn't make sense. And it's hurting the people around her. People like it's not like she's spider-man like i get why spider-man doesn't want to reveal his identity but come on vivian yeah you know so then like after the first zine no one knows who made it but it kind of starts like catching on there's like a little bit with like putting stars and hearts on your hand to like show solidarity and you know she doubts herself at first but then she sees other girls at school doing it and then it's it's like catching on you know and people are like okay like i, I get, i'm into this you know and she's like yay i did a thing so then they, like, go to this party, and, like, several girls are, like, gathered up in a room. I guess Lucy was the one who, like, scouted out all the people and was like, oh, you guys are the ones who had, like, the stars and hearts on your hands. And they start talking about Moxie. Like, who who is it? Like, we gotta support them or something? Like, I don't really know. It's, like, an awesome thing. Again, Vivian inexplicably refuses to say that she made the first zine i don't know but that's another point where i thought that the plot was gonna turn into something else where it's like okay well honestly it doesn't really matter who made the first one because now we're all gonna be moxie which i guess they kind of do say during that meeting i don't really know what happens but they like make an instagram no so i think lucy makes an instagram or she does create like a hashtag and then i think it just becomes like an instagram thing but you know this trope has been done before where it's like i'm radio rebel or like you know (laughs) i'm kuzan um and it's kind of just like dude you know vivian obviously they support your cause what's the harm in inviting them into this like secret identity and then it's not just her who has to create designs and like spread it through the bathroom and pay for all the copies like they can all help right so it doesn't That's make sense. It, like, I kind of got a little bit of bad vibes where I was like, oh. Like, what's her deal? Like, yeah, why is she just, like, excluding? Is it because she wants to be the one in charge of it? But that doesn't really seem like what's happening. I yeah, don't I don't know. really get it. They never really talked about it, too. It was kind of confusing. But, you know, it's it's fine because i think it does do a good job of setting up the conversation where it's like oh you're a coward and there's Mm -hmm. like that conversation with claudia but um definitely at the party scene i was like dude what why are you acting like this (laughs) i agree i do think also it like one convenient byproduct was that like because no one knew who it was they could all sort of just like function as moxie without being like oh vivian is this okay can i do this for moxie oh can i uh-huh. you know like they all kind of like okay well we're just gonna do this so uh-huh. yeah it does bother me that it's like so clear that claudia knows that it's vivian but right. like vivian never has the balls to just like 
out and say it it's kind of just like this unspoken thing where claudia's like i'm your best friend like you thought you could start a revolution without me Mm -hmm. and i was like bro claudia's kind of awesome i know and that's why like i really wanted vivian to just like take responsibility and just like say that she's moxie without it becoming this weird like performative thing like in the end speaking of performativity like at the the first zine they're like wow this is so awesome like we're doing something at least it's better than doing nothing and claudia was kind of like i don't really get it like what's the point she was still a little hesitant to like get on board with whatever it was like the stars and hearts thing Mm -hmm. um they're like well it's better than doing nothing and then i was like if it never goes further than this like that's a little embarrassing but luckily there were some like concrete things that happened so it's like just spirit week like it's just like wear tank top wear stars and hearts yeah um and then also speaking of claudia like vivian and claudia kind of start to like grow apart like a rift sort of forms in between them Mm -hmm. and you know like at first to me it felt super super unnatural really yeah that's shocking to me like why was it like why did you think it was unnatural i was like wait why are they mad at each other interesting yeah i think i definitely like felt that kind of fomo thing where i don't know it's kind of like you have friends who you know are like more extroverted than you like Mm. oh it's only because we met in elementary school that we're still friends like Mm. i feel like vivian definitely has the capability to like be friends with like anyone right whereas like Mm. claudia she kind of only really wants vivian Mm. you know and then so when like vivian becomes enamored with lucy and even starts like kind of wanting to like gain her approval Mm -hmm. i can see how for claudia it becomes like this threat like lucy is like a threat to her relationship and she feels jealous kind of gets like snappy and vivian like doesn't really see what's happening and they just like start to drift apart Yeah, when you put it like that, it does make sense. I guess maybe I expected her to not snap so quickly. Like, maybe I thought she would kind of get, like, sad, and then those feelings would build, and then it would be like, I'm angry. But it was kind of like right off the bat, she was like, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, I think part of it was that, like, they were just eating lunch, and then Lucy was like, oh, can I sit with you guys? And just right away, Vivian's like, yeah, like, like, of course. And then Claudia's just like, oh like you're not gonna ask me like okay oh you're not gonna ask me because for me i'm like oh like the new girl of course like come sit like hey she's new to this school want to all be friends yeah i don't know i can do like definitely relate to claudia because i feel like i have been claudia mm-hmm. um so that's why like for me i i totally knew i was like i know what you're feeling mm-hmm. bro whereas you know i don't know i don't know man i thought it was realistic i wanted to say for claudia Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed like how it showed her side of things Mm -hmm. because it's so easy for claudia to just become like oh that bitch who like like you know doesn't support women but no Mm -hmm. it's like she wants to but it's just that like she wants to do it in like her way. way Yeah, and her mom, 
you know, traditional Asian parents, when you wear a tank top, they're like, oh, what, you're a slut now? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, mom, it's just a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vivian doesn't understand that, and it's because she's white. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I really thought Vivian was, like, completely out of pocket when she was like, why aren't you wearing like, the tank top? Yeah, wow, why aren't you wearing the tank top? And then Claudia was like, bro, like, like, oh, because Vivian never knows that Claudia did try to wear the tank top. Yeah. And didn't. Yeah. That's why it stings so much when she says it. Like, I, I felt the recoil. Like, I was like, yeah. no. I was like, God, why are you so angry? Like, just because she doesn't do it doesn't mean she didn't want to. It definitely is like an added layer because Vivian is moxie. So she's like, oh, is this a personal attack? No, <laughs> Vivian, it's not. She's like, also, my question, though, why didn't Claudia just take off her sweatshirt at school? Literally. Literally. Doesn't make sense. But maybe it's like her too. She's like, I, I kind of feel weird in tank tops. I, I can't Dudes, do it. Which is so valid. Literally so valid. So valid. Or like, um, I feel like this adds into the performative aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, oh, either you wear a tank top or you don't support women. And it's like, right. what? There's no in between? <laughs> yes. She can't like, I don't know, be like, I support women. I just feel uncomfortable about showing my upper arms. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what she does, and it's so fine, but for some reason, Vivian goes through it being, like, super angry, like, oh, Claudia, you registered us as a club, blah, 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 but, like, Claudia was fine the whole time, she was doing her thing. It's so clear to me, again, me taking Claudia's side because I have been Claudia. Mm-hmm. Claudia is doing everything she can to show that she's a team player because... Right. One, I feel like she genuinely does care about what's going on. And two, because Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to, like, have Vivian slip away from her. Mm -hmm. Like, when she registers for the club, she's like, yeah, I did it because, like, you know, I wanted to show you guys that, like, I care about this, too. Mm -hmm. And then um, Vivian kind of just is like, finally, you're doing the right thing. And I'm like, don't say that! Or, like, she didn't say it, but, you know, you you could read it. You can feel the vibes. (laughs) Yeah. She never apologizes to Claudia, which, SMH. Um, I think before we keep talking about Moxie and the zines, maybe it's time to bring in Mr. Seth. Oh my god. Ah! That guy. I, watching the trailer, right? I knew. I was like, he's, they're, they're making this lovable guy who you know is woke but i'm not gonna fall for the trap i'm not i'm gonna think critically about this and then oh, he showed... i was like he's kind of <laughs> cute though <laughs> he showed up with the hearts and stars on his hand and instantly i was done for i had uh, fallen for his trap so he shows up like with the stars and heart on his hands and he's like what you know like so what this is <laughs> what i did today <laughs> and it's not like that'll get you it's not like look at me I'm woke. It's like, yeah. you, again, you can tell that he genuinely is like, yeah, like, this is something that's cool. Yeah, I vibe with it. He's like, okay, I can do that. Oh my God. When he finds out that Vivian is Moxie and Vivian's just freaking <sighs> out for no reason. And he's like, oh, do I mean to like put some of these in the boys' bathroom or is it just like a girl's thing? Like, what can I do yeah. to help? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> when he cares about women's rights. <laughs> 
God. It's like a little embarrassing for us. When he's not misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, no. Seth Acosta, you have stolen my heart. That being said, there were some very dicey moments. Oh my god. <laughs> not the most dicey, but rather dicey was the first scene he's in where he goes, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Mm-hmm. See, I grew taller. And the other students are like, what the fuck are you doing? In like, the middle still. of morning announcements? <laughs> Which, again, very relatable, those morning yeah. announcements. Oh my god, seeing that, like, broadcast journalism, I don't know if they just, like, don't have them that much in other teen movies, if there was something about this one that was just so realistic to me, but I was like, oh, I was like, this. oh my, no. And they nailed the awkwardness of it. Mm-hmm. The teacher obviously is like, we gotta just watch this shit, and it's like, no one's paying attention to it. Uh, but I digress. Um, that was really awkward. That's when I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. And then he skateboarded around the quad, and I was like, okay, never mind. He has rights. That was so weird when he was, like, skateboarding around them, and they were, like, looking at him so obviously. I know. I was like, girls, come on. You can't just, like, like in out the corner of your <laughs> eye glance. do it. Yes. Yeah. But then the ultimate number one dicey moment, which was the longest moment of my life because it was a whole ass scene. It felt like an hour. It was too long, very inappropriate. The fucking date. I'm, I'm just closing my eyes to, to block block it out of my brain. Basically what happens is he's like, well, I skate around here and I notice that the security is bad. Welcome to the funeral home. This is, like, the first time that Vivian and Seth kind of, like, got together. They sort of been, like, <sighs> vibing, you know? You're like, hey, I feel the vibes. Like, this is going to be cute. They, like, sneak off from the, like, game or whatever. There's a lot of stuff that happens at that game. We can talk about that after this, but... Can God. I just say... Fun fact. So, in Pulp Fiction, when there's, like, a date scene, Quentin Tarantino wanted it to be the exact length of a date, like, an actual real-life mm. date, you know? And obviously his editor was like... That's insane. Fuck you. No. <laughs> 10 minutes tops. Like, you know, yeah. I, when watching this scene, I was like, why does it feel like I'm a third wheel on their date? <laughs> it's so long and it's so uh, uncomfortable. They're looking at caskets like, ooh, what casket would you want? <laughs> We're so quirky. He's like, I know all the names of the American Girl dolls. <laughs> okay. That I need to separate from the cursed part because low key... Don't when say he, that. No, listen. When he <laughs> reveals that he's, like, the youngest brother of sisters, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm used to being around women. Like, I know mm-hmm. all this stuff, something like that. I'm like, that, that'll get you. Okay, yeah, true. But when he starts naming all the American Girl doll names, I'm like, okay, we get it. Like, you're not like other guys. Okay. Yeah. And then if talking about their cat, oh, there's a part where their fingers brush, but it's, like, on a casket. So it's, like. I don't... Uh. <laughs> and if that weren't cursed enough, literally the part that made me want to perish, they get into a casket together. I know. That's so inappropriate. That's when we were, horrible. When we were watching it, you were like, oh, oh my God, wouldn't it be funny if they were like in the casket? And you said it expecting that it wouldn't be that. But then because they how showed could it? it? 
yeah but they show it and we both were like oh no not oh, no. funny <laughs> oh no and it's like the the shot very clearly was indicating that because it was like sort of panning up onto this like casket and i was like oh but there's no fucking way right like this is probably just like weird direction nope they the went gasps back. that we both let out in horror oh my god and then they start getting like real real close in this casket they're like listening to music together and it i thought for a second that they were gonna kiss and i was like please please no not their first kiss being in a casket no that's so disrespectful please don't do it please don't do it please don't do it please don't do it. Please don't do it. crisis averted they didn't do it but like bro that was not okay I wonder who wrote that scene. It was not in the book. Um, it would, like, I swear to God, whatever white woman in her 30s wrote this and was like, this will get the quirky teens. No. No, it did not. So inappropriate. Um, I just wanted to say, though, like, I really liked Seth. I think he's a plus in this movie. Me too. <laughs> everything that he does i'm kind of like it's okay (laughs) i vibe with it (laughs) when he wears a tank top i was like yes Uh, we're matching (laughs) i was like okay you're so silly um okay yeah so then all right let's 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 keep it moving so back to school these are all the things that are happening right there's moxie there's mitchell there's all seth there's all a lot of things in vivian's life right now right so the big thing that kind of comes up at the football game is that mitchell is nominated for something i don't know what like a scholarship he's gonna get money i don't know yeah so i think they have this at other schools but at our school it's kind of like like boys athletic represent representative and um one of the perks is that they they get like a scholarship and mm-hmm. it's like everyone votes i guess mitchell won it by default because he's like the only nominee anyways right and so one of the girls, I guess Amaya was the first one to say, or was it Lucy? I don't know. But they were like, what the, why, why, why are we going to have to sit here and watch fucking Mitchell get this stupid uh, award thing, right? So then one of them stands up and is like, hey, you know what? I nominate Kira. And it's been like this whole thing that like the girls soccer team wins and wins and wins and wins and wins. And the captains are like, hey, we won again. And then they come to the football game and the football team is getting crushed. And they're like, oh, we suck at football. Blah. And so someone is like, I'm going to nominate Kira. And she's like, what? And the principal's like, oh, no. Um, no, sorry. You need five nominations. <laughs> so then in the crowd, um, the girls kind of one by one stand up. They're like, I second it. I third it. I fourth it. And then Vivian looks to Claudia. She's like, bitch, you better be the fifth nomination. But Claudia's <laughs> hesitating, you know? And then before no. Claudia can figure out what's going on inside that inner turmoil, Seth goes, I fifth it. And then it's like, ooh, Seth. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, and so now the big thing is that Kiera and Mitchell are going head to head for this. Again, don't know what it is. <laughs> it's basically like an appointed position. Again, they probably have it at most schools part of like stucco asb but i think that um this campaign thing is pretty fun because it shows that they're actually trying to do something not just wear tank tops and you know it's good to see that they're at least attempting to make changes at the school Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they do mention other things. Like, there's CJ, who, um, like, she's, like, a part of their party thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, some people, like, refuse to use my new pronouns. And then it's like, she wants to try out for uh, Little Shop of Horrors. And then there's, like, this dress code thing with the girl who got voted best rack, where she's just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, dude, all these football guys running without their shirts on, but God forbid I wear a tank top. Mm -hmm. Dang. Um, Yeah, so there's, like, this wave of things that is happening, and amidst it all, Vivian is, like, in a fight with Claudia, because I guess Claudia's, quote-unquote, not pulling her weight, and she's sort of, like, becoming really good friends with Lucy, and she's sort of, like, dating Seth. Um... Yeah, and we get to see a lot of really, really fun moments of, like, I guess, like, the girls of Moxie or the girls who are backing Kira's campaign. I'm actually not really sure which subset of girls in the school is, but I think it's girls who are, like, backing Kira's campaign. They, like, convince her to go for it, and then she's like, all right, I'll do it, and then everyone's kind of excited, and they're doing all these things. They have, like, a party. They have, like, a band come. They, like, meet, and they talk, and then you sort of see, like, Emma, too, the cheerleader, like, hovering around the periphery, like, trying to work up the courage to go talk to them, but kind of can't, and, you know, again, in that moment, it's like, no, Emma, like, what happened to you? Please. It's just, like, a lot of big build-up to the actual night of the vote, and you see the girls, like, gaining confidence. Like, they started to enact all these different things at schools, like, with the the dress code that you mentioned in the musical and all these things, and there's a part where someone says, like, guys, I think we got this. Like, I really think Kira's gonna win. And so you're just, like, a little excited. You feel a little empowered, you know, when you're watching it. Yeah, and I guess... Again, second change I would make. (laughs) I feel like while this is great that it shows them gaining confidence, which did not realize, like when you were saying like, oh yeah, this is here because it shows them gaining confidence. I was like, oh, (laughs) I just feel like it's a little long because um, as we've stated, this movie is divided into three parts and I feel like they jam so much into that third part <laughs> that it kind of i'm like this is the I'm like, ending. where's the fourth part <laughs> yeah so i think this second part so long and a little bit unmemorable i cannot tell yeah. you what happens in this second part um so i guess like the the next big event is the actual results of the campaign but before we talk about it i want to say a little bit more about like the little nuances of the little things that the little details that okay. made it feel realistic and good. Mm-hmm. Go on. So, like, there are times, like, when they have that meeting in the locker room, the same one where Emma sort of, like, hovers around the edge, but is like, oh, no, I just came to grab this, and kind of, like, chickens out and leaves. Um, there's, like, a lot of parts where Lucy will, like, use Spanish, or the soccer captains, like Amaya and Kira, will use, like, AAVE, and you can tell that they have, like, they, like, relate to each other through, like, their language, I guess, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's so, like, much in there that you could point to and make a case for if you wanted to. Like, what's the language of, like, power or reclamation or, like, revolution? Ugh, it's, like, so cringy as I'm saying it because no thought that I'm saying is, like, fully formed. But it's, like, like, you know, in the group of women, there's, like, a group of black women and they are, like, you know, like, when we think of intersectionality, like, black women and white women and Asian women, you know, it's, like, all different, you know, and it's, like, being a black woman is something specific and they, like, are showing 
the way they relate to each other through language and like all this stuff. But anyway, some like really, really good details where it's like, it feels like they're just all like really naturally talking to each other and like vibing and getting along and like making plans and like all these things. It feels so natural and good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, uh, again, I think it's a great addition because having like uh, a lot of like women of color kind of be at the forefront of moxie even though they're not the ones who are like writing the zines it's clear that they play a big part in like Mm -hmm. making moxie what it is Mm -hmm. and it's great that they kind of have like moments where lucy is speaking spanish because like i feel like so often when they have people of color as characters in these teen shows like the like I, i don't even know how to explain it but it's always like the person with an immigrant parent who's like, God, why is my mom not American enough? And they're kind of like, ugh, like I wish I was an American teen. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it's not like that in Moxie, where it's like so clear that Lucy is like very proud to be who she is. And mm-hmm. like, okay, I also want to take this moment to then address Claudia because. Mm-hmm. In that scene where she goes downstairs wearing a tank top, her Chinese mother starts, like, very angrily scolding her in Chinese. I think it's, like, Mandarin. And um, Claudia responds in English, but you get through the scene that, like, her mom is disapproving, so she changes. The reason why I have a problem with this is because, like, Lauren Tsai, the actress, is mixed, so she's half white. Mm-hmm. and i think she's either taiwanese or chinese i don't really remember but um the point is that she's mixed and i feel like it's kind of like uh, it rubs me the wrong way that like in this movie she's presented as someone who has like a chinese mom who definitely is like kind of like tiger mommy you know because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like that really just like plays into the stereotype where it's like all girls with chinese moms or like just like chinese american kids have like overbearing parents Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh claudia also just happens to be an asian girl who's like a little demure and like that feeds into another stereotype where all asian women are like docile and like i'm not saying that like moxie is like perpetuating these stereotypes but like you know i feel like they're just not doing enough yeah it's like it's like I feel like if they really wanted to kind of have a polished movie, they should have kind of considered the way that these scenes would play off. Because while there is a conversation later where Claudia talks about like, hey, you know, not all women have it the same. Like you and I are yeah. very different. Mm-hmm. I I wish it wasn't like, oh, I have a Chinese mom who wants me to be a doctor, you know? Yep. It's I'm like... like- like a little tired of seeing it it's like okay it's It's like just tired so tiring it's also just like hey why couldn't her mom have like scolded her in english you know there are a bunch of overbearing moms who yeah 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 so that's like um a great meta analysis of like you can do one thing in one part and then do nothing in another part you know like just because they have good portrayals of this and that doesn't mean that it's good all around you know you can do both at once 
a movie can be both. It doesn't have to be like, wow, this movie is such a great representation of all feminism in general and something, you know? Yeah. It misses the mark in some parts. It hits the mark in other parts. Yeah. What can I say? Um, I, I do like, though, that it's not just, like, white women Vivian versus, yes. like, the women of color, you know? Because, like, there's also different body types. It's not just the girl with, like, the big rack. Like, there's also that girl who's in a wheelchair. Like, I don't know. I feel like they they introduce a lot of different kinds of, like, women, which is great. That's a plus, I would say. I agree. Um, Okay, yeah, so I guess it's time, the moment I've been dreading, to start talking about the final moments of the movie. Oh, not the third part. Where it all just starts going wild. And I guess the beginning of it all, or maybe the end of the second part, is the results of the vote. Who even decided it? I don't know. Vote? The student body votes? Yeah, they vote. And lo and behold, not that surprising, but Mitchell wins anyway. Also, an important detail is that right before the results of the vote come out that morning mitchell appears on the broadcast journalism thing oh he's not in class and the girls think like oh we fucking did something to mitchell but then he appears and and oh god there's so much in that scene he shows up and emma's working the broadcast journalism thing and she is visibly like physically uncomfortable bradley very sweet man also kind of like bullied at school just a little bit a little inconvenienced you know but he's kind kind of of like a meme yeah he's kind of a meme but he sort of like set up this interview it seems like and is like very unaware of like the harm that he's about to cause um or like be complicit in i guess and then mitchell just looks straight into the camera and starts spewing some shit he's like you know what like moxie is spreading lies about us like why are they allowed to be anonymous and you know what you could be the next victim of moxie so don't fall for their tricks basically like i'm the victim here which again great casting Mitchell is such an asshole in this moment. Um, here's and the thing. you know what? His argument is a little convincing. Right? Right? Literally. Like, oh my god. When they show that scene where he's, like, delivering this, I don't even know, victim statement, mm-hmm. it's like, that's part of why Mitchell seems so realistic. Because there definitely mm-hmm. are guys like that where, like, they're so charismatic. And you can see why people like him. But it's like, Oh my god, that's why he's so dangerous. Like, oh, yeah. oh it's scary. And it's like the things that he says kind of make sense. Like if you follow his logic and believe in it, you could sort of get on board with it, which is so so like precarious. Yeah, and like this is also kind of where Moxie some of the things that they're doing, I do not condone. Cuz like, okay, lo and behold, Kara does not win, right? And in mm. response, Vivian makes like all these stickers where it's like don't be an asshole and she just starts like plastering them all over the lockers Mm -hmm. and it's like bro you can't do that Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that that's like defacing school property Mm -hmm. and also you know just like it's a little aggressive (laughs) and then it's like the way that mitchell responds is like he's like huh so what i'm an asshole who cares yeah god he's a scary man oh yeah 
I think like I want to bring up the possibility of like forgiving her a little bit like I don't think that she should have done it and I don't think that I like I don't condone it either I don't think it was a good thing to do but it's like how can you blame her for the rage she feels when like every single fucking day like this literal rapist is like walking around school being like horrible and harmful and stuff so you know it's like oh it's like rage but I think it did a good job of like contextualizing because like when we see something like that we might be like oh my god wait this woman is out of control she's just doing whatever she's putting stickers everywhere but we saw we know why she's doing that yeah hopefully I agree. people who watch understand um I I think you probably talked about this earlier but like this is kind of where it starts getting into that spirally area where Vivian's <laughs> off the rails and it's like we really dislike her in this moment yeah. because she let's face it unlikable she sucks um the worst in my opinion is the dinner scene God, i i dinner that really terrible. was crazy um, I think what happens is that she comes home drunk from the um, results, you know, because she brought champagne thinking that Kira would win. She didn't. So Vivian's just like chugging it. Mm-hmm. And then um, Amy Poehler is home with her man friend. John. Yeah. Some guy. And it's clear that they're dating. That's another thing that we didn't mention. It's like you're under the impression that Vivian and her mom have like a really close relationship but they start keeping secrets from each other Mm -hmm. like vivian has moxie amy poehler has john but it's so clear that amy poehler is like trying to drop hints (laughs) she drops such clear hints the whole time (laughs) literally from that first interaction with the chives i'm like oh they're gonna fucking date and she's like oh you know that nice guy from work Mm -hmm. turns out we get along vivian doesn't listen she doesn't care she's so self-absorbed which, you know, I think it's a great I feel characterization. Like, yeah, it's so good. And Vivian is like drunk and she just kind of like goes off the rails. And Amy Fuller is like, okay, so because you came home drunk, your punishment is that you have to eat dinner with me and my nice boyfriend. And mm-hmm. Vivian's like, God, like, oh, <laughs> can I at least bring Seth? And Amy Fuller is like, yeah, okay. And then the worst dinner party in the world happens. It's so awful. Both of the men there are so cordial at the time. Oh, how's physics class? Uh I hate physics. It's so hard, right? Oh, my God. And Vivian, you're not going to ask me about physics because I'm a woman? I'm like, are you taking physics right now? (laughs) Dude, not also, like, she is the last one to arrive. Like, Seth is already there. Oh, and then she just comes in, sits down, cranky You made a salad? Sourpuss. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so antagonistic in that scene. Literally, John is trying to be... Because, like, when they're talking about physics, he's like, oh, remember that, like, mnemonic device? But then it's like, oh, it's a little sexist, actually. Yes. That didn't age well. It's clear that he knows Vivian, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make an effort. And mm-hmm. then Vivian's like... Why do you have an American flag on your car? What, you love America? You love America so much? And I'm like, girl! <laughs> yeah, no, it's so awful. And Seth is so nice about it when he, first of all, does not need to be. If he were to get so mad right now, I'd be like, that makes sense. But he's like, hey, what is this? Uh-uh. Like She's like, don't, 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 calm down. Like, what? You think that's just because of a girlfriend? I'm your property? 
you want me to write your name on my my wrist and i was just like like, girl (laughs) oh god and so she storms out amy poehler follows her seth and john are left at the table they're probably like hey (laughs) and then the weirdest conversation ever happens like basically they both say like holy shit like you've been keeping secrets from me i've been keeping secrets from you and then you i I sort of thought that the conversation was going to go somewhere like okay like moving forward now what or like what does it mean that we did this but no she just like does dad not love me or something which i was like where did this come from where did it come from where did it go the answer is nowhere I think okay. she also says she's like, ah, oh, like I started a revolution and like I might have sex for the first time. And her mom's like, you started a revolution? And she's like, you don't care that I'm about to have sex? And it's like, Vivian. Okay. <laughs> Choose your battles, my friend. Yeah. I just think too, like at this point, like all her fellow Moxie friends are like so fine. Mm-hmm. She walks up to them and is like, ah, like, I can't believe it. <sighs> Something, right? And then, like, they're like, oh, it's fine. You know what? Oh, actually, no. She's upset because Claudia took the fall, which, God, Vivian, please. She keeps causing problems. And then Claudia took the fall for her. And then yeah. she's, like, obviously very upset, which, thank God, she still cares about Claudia. Damn. And then the other people are like, oh, you know what? No, like, she'll be fine. It's all good. She's like, no, like, I actually think you all don't understand. Like, it won't be fine because Claudia's going to be in a world of trouble. She's she also like says out. it in kind of like a rude way to Lucy. Yes. Yeah. Or she says something really mean to her, like, you just got here or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so you're just going to be like a bitch to a everyone. Huge bitch. And like, again, that's, if that's where they're going to take this character, that's fine. But I need to be sure that the writers know that she is being terrible. This is the part where she falls out of favor and then later she has to ask for forgiveness to be let back into everyone's favor. And does that happen? No, no it does not. All this time I thought, oh, we're building up for the climax, but no, we're building up for the resolution for the end of the movie. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like at this point, you know, they've built such a strong presence around Moxie. The women of color like are on it, you know, like, like at this point, it's so obvious that they're all such equal parts of Moxie. And like, I don't know why Vivian like takes one hit and then she's like out for the count. She's like going off the rails. Like Everyone else is fine. They're like, okay, next steps. Like, what do we do now? Vivian just going through it by herself, being terrible to everyone. Yeah, it definitely makes me think of, okay, so when she goes to Claudia's house, Claudia is like, obviously, I know that you're Moxie. Like, I'm not duh. stupid. Yeah, and then they have this conversation about how their experiences are different. Claudia's like, you know, like, you think you know everything, you don't. And I feel like that's supposed to be like, oh, a learning moment. Like, Vivian's allowed to make mistakes. But here's the thing, right? I think that when they're showing her spiraling, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like she thinks that everything is going wrong. She has all Mm -hmm. these problems. But when you really look at her problems, it's like, her mom has a boyfriend. <laughs> like He's very nice. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even have the issue of, like, Moxie because, again, she's not really Moxie. Now it's become, like, a group yeah. thing. It's like for the first time she got called into the principal's office and then what did she do? She fucking stole the award. Like, 
other yeah. people have gone to Lucy's gone to the principal like um Claudia's gone to the principal a lot of other people have faced fire for being Moxie and she who literally started the first scene like comes under fire once and then she has to like lash out which it's like dude huh that's why oh my god when she like gets into that conversation with Claudia I thought she was gonna apologize she doesn't really it's like an unspoken apology and then again I thought she was gonna apologize to like Lucy or she was gonna like come clean like after Claudia she was gonna come clean to everyone involved in Moxie and then they were gonna have a conversation no what does she do instead she commits a crime (laughs) not good not good um Emma writes an anonymous anonymous letter to Moxie saying that's so cute (laughs) she writes a letter being like I got raped by Mitchell I know that Moxie has some real juice at this school now and I need help what does Vivian do she she paints the word rape yeah she grabs red paint paints in her leather jacket her leather jacket has the incriminating evidence on the sleeve and then she, she throws, throws the award. She throws the award. And I was like, dang. What did that do? If I was Emma, I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. Because now it's all conflated too. My rape is not a headline. Right. And it's like, oh, the person who probably wrote this note had something to do with the award. Had something oh, to do with the facing yeah. school property. Dude, so uncalled for. And then, like, Vivian issues out a new zine where it's like, okay, uh, Mitchell raped this girl, so we're gonna show solidarity by walking out. And then... God, so performative. Okay, yeah, let's talk the about painting, this for a second. The award throwing. Let's talk about this for a second. So... I recently, not recently, why did I say this? So I read The Hate You Give uh, Mm -hmm. by Angie Thomas. Great book. Recommended everyone. And in the uh, book, there's this scene where at Star's school, like a bunch of the kids there at this predominantly white school scheduled like a walkout in solidarity for um, Star's friend who got shot by the police and died. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a protest. But -hmm. like Star, she's like, bitch, none of you knew him. And it's, like, mm. the people there who did kind of know him were, like, oh, well, like, wasn't he, like, a drug dealer? And it's, like, they're the ones who are participating in the walkout because they get to, like, skip school while doing mm. it for a quote-unquote, like, good cause. Mm. And Star and, like, the only other black kid at the school are, like, the only ones who don't join in the walkout because they're, like, this is some performative bullshit, right? Mm. And I think that, like, uh, like this walkout thing not really the best plan by moxie like the tank top thing makes sense right yeah even though it's like i guess performative it the message is clear it's like hey Mm -hmm. we hate this dress code and it's like Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do like suspend all of us send all of us home for wearing a tank Mm -hmm. top like no but what did this walkout do they walk out and it's so clear there's no plan they just, yeah. like, huddle around the staircase. Like, you like, literally what? feel the moment where, like, they're all kind of excited, like, banging on doors and lockers. And you feel the moment where they get outside and then they're like, oh, the, like, wait, what now is what? the plan? <laughs> God, and how do they fill that silence? Can you believe it? 
Vivian stands up on a ledge and starts making a speech. Don't even know what the fuck she said. And I'm like, she chooses that moment. She chooses that moment to say, I am Moxie. I'm like, oh, okay. Now that everyone's like, whoa, we're doing something. Who's responsible? Now she's like, hey, you know what, guys? Actually, I'm Moxie. The principal's like watching through the window you know like i'm thinking about how like literally like the day before she was sitting in the principal's office the principal was like who's moxie who's moxie who's moxie like they're gonna get in trouble and she was like i don't know and then now that she can like look like a hero she like is standing right outside the principal's office like right outside her window being like everyone i'm moxie and everyone's like yay gives her like handshakes and hugs i knew it was you so awesome not good it's also mm-hmm. so bad considering the fact that, like, <clears throat> like okay, when she announces that she's Moxie, obviously all of her friends are, like, supportive. And then, like, Lucy stands up to start giving a speech. And Vivian just kind of, like, keeps standing on the platform with her. And it's like, wouldn't you take that time to step down and let yes. other people speak? I know I'm probably reading too much into it. No, but like, I don't think so. Oh, like, okay. I, I believe in this so hard. Okay, because, like... I don't know. It kind of seems like, you know, the least she can do in that moment is step down and let Lucy take center stage. Right. And I mean, she like, does that to Emma. And Lucy has been just as much, if not more, like part of Moxie as Vivian. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it's like such a subtle but telling thing. I think Lucy even says... Like, when she stands up on that platform, she's like, you know, like, I'm just as much as Moxie. Like, I created the social media account, so I guess that Mm -hmm. makes me Moxie, too. So, like, if you're going to suspend anyone, suspend me. And then everyone else starts kind of, like, chiming in. Um, And then the first thing that Lucy does as soon as she's done speaking is call for other people to come up. And someone else comes up, and Lucy steps like off the ledge immediately and lets them talk and then later in a part where lucy's kind of back up on the ledge but she sort of like fades into the background as we're like focusing on vivian for i don't want to know why (laughs) you hear lucy say okay like we've done this but there's so much more to do but i know in vivian's mind she's like and i organized a walkout period done like end of sentence full stop uh, they're just not the same but yeah. like I, I i like that's fine that that's how they are but what i want from this movie then is to say like if you're vivian listen to lucy mm-hmm. like lucy knows what the fuck she's doing and like maybe you started this or maybe maybe vivian started moxie technically but like it's so in everyone's hands now it's in lucy's hands it's in amaya's hands it's in cj's hands it's in caitlin's hands it's in like all these people who are involved like god vivian just listen to them and that's the same thing when she's personally spiraling it's so obvious to me that if she just stopped and like listened to the people around her her friends would like they would be there to support her and help her work through it, but she just, like, goes at it alone and goes wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. And then it's, like, I feel like um, the way that the movie concludes the Mitchell storyline, right, mm. is kind of how um, 
like I think they approached it the same way they did where they wrote like the line with Lucy saying like we have work to be done there's still Mm -hmm. things that need to be because like it's clear that the movie can't really say oh Mitchell gets punished and like Mm -hmm. goes to jail (laughs) like because realistically not gonna happen you know so what happens is that when Emma stands up and accuses Mitchell um, of rape, the principal goes to the classroom where it's just Mitchell and like two other guys and is like, I need to speak with you. And it like mm-hmm. zooms in on his face. He looks kind of like shocked, oh, no. nervous maybe. Yeah. But that's that's it. And yeah. like, I don't know. I, I kind of like understand why they did it, but... At the same time, it's so confusing because of the way that it shows Vivian's satisfied smile at, like, her brain project. She's like, ah, yeah, I did that. God. I don't don't like it that much. I guess that's why I wish that this was the climax. Mm -hmm. And then instead of everyone, like like doing this like weird thing where they take turns standing on a podium like okay 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 never mind never mind i'm backtracking i wish that um when uh vivian writes rape port that's Mm -hmm. like and she smashes the trophy that's like the climax and instead of like a walkout it's like the principal's like who did this and then like maybe like lucy gets expelled or something like you know to show that Vivian, it's like, what you're doing is seriously, there's so many consequences. And I wanted her to then go up to the principal and be like, you know what? No, I'm Moxie. Like, I'm the one Mm -hmm. who started this. And then, like, she goes to each and every one of her friends and personally apologizes Mm -hmm. for, like, not telling them, for letting them take the fall, you know? And then, like, apologize to Seth for being a shitty girlfriend. Yes. He says it too. He's like, you literally like took me to the dinner from hell. Like, what was that? Like, what? But then at the end, he's like, kind of cute again. He's like, Vivian on his arm. I'm like, no, you deserve better. Um, no, yeah. I think that if I, I just would have not wanted this to be the end, and I I would have really liked to see like if this walkout happened, I would want to see Vivian's face still looking a little unsettled like wait what am I doing what did I do and I would want people like her friends to be upset too like why who painted this like like you know maybe they're having a moxie meeting and someone's like by the way like what the fuck was that like what idiot thought that like that was the way to go like that is so who the fuck is moxie that is so bad and then vivian feels bad and then you know from the walkout like when she starts listening to the people around her she realizes like oh fuck I totally have the wrong idea I totally totally have the wrong idea and she goes to each of her friends apologizes to them one by one and is like please teach me like i i i have good intentions like this is what i want but i don't know how to do it and you all obviously do so please like yeah it would be cute if instead of a party at the end which like why is there a party at the end instead i would have been nice to see that instead of like vivian like making design we see them all in like claudia's room maybe like mm-hmm. like lucy's writing an article about like latinx people and their struggles you know and then like kiara is talking about like sports inequality <laughs> something something yeah. they're all having a hand maybe seth is like making a collage like you know <laughs> that kind of thing yeah. instead it's a party which Okay. okay, that was fun. It's fine, I guess. 
Yeah. I think like the <sighs> one loose end sort of for me is Bradley. <laughs> throughout I forgot the about Bradley. Movie. Like I thought, because you know how we were saying earlier that it's interesting to see the principal and Vivian next to each other because like early Vivian kind of like yes quote-unquote says the wrong thing or like doesn't really know what she's doing but she's not the principal yes Bradley is sort of like he's like conventionally attractive cis tall white straight don't maybe, say he's man. Mitchell <laughs> no, no no but it's like he is this interesting middle ground you know where he's uh-huh. like obviously like bullied or, like, memed by everyone else. Like, people don't take him seriously. There's the whole thing where he's like, please don't high-five me. And then everyone high-fives him. Like, it's so mean, right? Mm-hmm. But then also, he, like, did the thing where he let Mitchell come on to the broadcast journalism thing. And Emma was, like, caught really off guard. Like, all this stuff. So, like, Bradley is this really, really interesting middle ground where it's, like, maybe he seems neutral and he seems really nice. And he's also sort of like a, I don't want to say victim, but for lack of a better word, he's also sort of a victim, but he's also sort of perpetuating the harm, you know, like, so interesting. And I was like, what are they going to do with him? Nothing. The only thing that happens is that someone tripped him and said it's feminism, which by the way, that's not feminism. Yeah, I really thought that he was kind of going to become like Seth, you know? Yeah. Because when Seth is like, oh, you know, I think some guys like want to help support moxie i really thought he was referring to bradley because <laughs> they like hype and bradley yet. up as like a secondary character right but he's just comic and he was relief. so funny which i guess if he's comic relief he did his job but uh-huh. i don't know like not to okay i know that this is like kind of problematic where like not everything has to be a romance but it would have been nice to see like bradley get along with like claudia, claudia. or like Kiera, know. you know like so something i don't know i think it would have been nice because then it's not just like only seth like what you know yeah. i feel like seth is oh so... actually no we got that kiss between lucy and amaya just randomly i i think they could have done something like that with bradley oh, and was claudia that during the they party both, like, yeah. Uh, I think they could have done something, like, so small with Bradley and Claudia, like, unexplained, where they, like, look at each other, and you're like, oh! Yeah. And then finish. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, a whole subplot, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Overall positive yeah. experience. Hee <laughs> hee. Oh! Wait, also special shout out to the teacher who, like, at first was like, oh, ah, he runs away, and then at the end he's like, Mm, he holds up his hands and there's like hearts and stars and everyone's like teacher okay here are reasons why i don't think that that's performative as a teacher you know you're in this position of power so they have certain rules where like you can't talk about like political affiliation because they think it's going to influence the kids and that's Mm why when um i think the tank top girl when she starts grilling him about like, oh, what do you think about the dress code? He can't mm-hmm. really say anything. And then he realizes like, oh shit, I've fallen into this false sense of security where I can just like use this bullshit excuse and mm-hmm. I don't have to think critically about these things. But mm-hmm. when confronted by his students, he's like, oh, now I'm going to take the time to think critically about this. Mm-hmm. And so he does what he can, which is mm-hmm. showing support by having the stars and hearts <laughs> on his hands. Yeah. That's honestly, like, that was such a good moment. I was like, oh, my God, Mr. Davies. Me but then I was too. like, wait, why am I so excited? Like, all he did was draw stuff on his hands. But it was kind of lit. And the way he did it, too, like, 
because it, it cuts to the scene where he is reading an announcement from the principal talking about how like you will Don't get do it yeah like you'll yeah. get marked absent something bad will happen and he's like guys this is really serious like i can't stop you and then he shows his hands and everyone's <laughs> like Dang! yeah so that's why I don't think that it's performative. I think he's mm-hmm. actually doing something there. He's yeah. like showing support. Anyways, I think, okay. Since we like to rate things, talk about our favorite mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. I would like to know, how would you rate this out of like 10? I think out of 10, I'd give it like a solid 7.4. Interesting pretty high eh? yeah i (laughs) i think i agree i'd probably give it like a seven like yeah like a seven i feel like a solid seven is good and for favorite character or just like mvp see like mvp and favorite character are kind of different for me because like i think maybe my favorite character is kiara but i just thought she was like so cool (laughs) she was a great actor like oh her face would just like show all the emotions and i also thought she was really pretty so I mean, that's like, also why she's like my favorite character but mvp like she could be the mvp too mvp might be like emma or lucy though i think for me favorite character is like i don't want to be basic but i guess i'm gonna be that bitch that chooses seth i knew you were gonna say that here's my reason literally every scene where he would come on so like i would feel relieved i'd feel like uh seth you are my rock (laughs) in this movie (laughs) (laughs) mvp i'm gonna have to go with claudia because i see myself in her she is so MVP material, true. She literally did all this stuff that she didn't need to do because Vivian was kind of mean to her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think she's cool. Um, I also want to take this time to apologize to Lauren Sai because when she was on Tara's house, I really <laughs> did not like her. But now she's yeah, like a true. cool person. I think she was a victim I... of evil editing. Yeah. Also, um, I just want to apologize to Seth because Amy Poehler was, like, really weird to him and it was very unexpected. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess it's because it's, like, hey, my daughter. You know, like, the dad shotgun bit where it's, yeah. like, I have but a gun. But it's, like, she's the mom and she did the same thing. Yeah. So, overall, I guess good job, Amy Poehler. It was an enjoyable movie. Mm. Peace. And that's it. Stars and hearts. Bye. Peace.